If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I am Amy Walker. I am delighted that you are here with me and Amy. Amy's delighted, too. You should see her face. She looks delighted. Super happy. (laughs) I'm a happy girl. (laughs) Speaking of happy, we want to talk about how to create happy customers, how to create a delightful experience for your customers so that they feel seen and heard and witnessed and served and, and empowered by dealing with you. Because a lot of times we focus so much on what we're delivering yeah, the transformation, the solution, the, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is, the widget, you know, for, for product-based businesses, that sometimes we forget that how we deliver it is almost as important, if not more for certain mm-hmm. people, depending on what their love languages are, right? So yeah, I don't know if you've ever, you, some of you have heard about the love languages and people usually relate love languages to uh, personal relationships. But if you were to think about the customer's love language, then that could also inform the way in which you create a delightful experience for your customers so that they, those are the kinds of like the unspoken nuanced ways that people feel seen and heard and supported, including your customers. So let's just take a a brief, like Eagle's eye view of love languages, right? So then, so you have words of affirmation is one of the love languages that can turn into for example, the things that you say on your thank you page after they've made a purchase, mm-hmm. acknowledging them and and um, validating them for their purchase, for their purchase, the communication part of it, an email letting them know when something has been updated or delivered or check here or the instructions, the, the ways that in which you use words in order to guide them through their experience so that they feel um, supported through the whole thing, right? Yeah. So that's words of affirmation. Then you have gifts. And sometimes, like especially with like my high ticket um, coaching, mm-hmm. private one-on-one clients, et cetera, they are not expecting that they're going to get a little swag bag in the mail once they signed up with me. But when they receive it, they're like, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm big time now. I got a cute little suede box with a journal and a pen and a this and a that. And so sometimes those gifts can be very useful to let them know that you appreciate their business, that you are looking forward to doing even more business with them again, et cetera, et cetera. You have to know at the level, right? So some people right. are low, medium, premium kind of um, investments. And so you want to uh, create an experience that is commensurate with their investment as well. Then you have um, quality time. And sometimes quality time as a love language can be hard to translate with a customer experience because mm-hmm. you are not a duplicable asset. <laughs> mm-hmm. But your team is, 
your resources mm-hmm. are, your automation is. And so it may not necessarily be that they're spending quality time with you, but that that you are constantly in their inbox or in their, you know, Well, you know what I have found is that what customers who value quality time really want is they want the time they have from you to be quality. Mm. So they appreciate you not being distracted. They appreciate you being fully present. They appreciate you um, creating a thoughtful experience while you're with them so that the the time feels the time that they do spend feels really quality. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to, you know, adjust some of these things as you're looking at your businesses. The other thing that I have noticed is that when we're new, we tend to like bend over backwards for the customers because we're like, I just got a customer. It's the first one, you know, like I got to make them happy, Mm -hmm. whatever it takes. And we bend over backwards for the customer. And then we realize that's not scalable. Mm -hmm. So then we go through and we figure out, okay, now how do I second iteration? How do I make this so that I can actually handle more customers Mm -hmm. and more clients? Yeah. Like, how do I make this, this flow? And then I think sometimes we forget to go back in and ice the cake. It's like, we got layer one, then we got layer two. Now we need the icing, which is now how do we make it a delightful experience? So yes, it works for me, but now how do I add in those extra things? Mm -hmm. And that's where I think um, looking through at what do my clients really love and appreciate from me and how can I deliver that mm-hmm. in a consistent way so that no matter who they've talked to in the team, they're always going to get the, the, the Amy Walker consulting treatment, yes. right? Or the um, women wealth and worthiness experience that mm-hmm. even if they're on the phone with somebody else um, or they're working with a different team member that they're still going to be able to have that same consistency of experience mm-hmm. and be a, be a raving fan. Yeah. Um, Ryan Dice says something that I think is really powerful. He says that um, happy customers don't refer, successful customers refer. Mm. And, and I think that it's a balance between creating results and creating a like a happy customer. Are they, cause you, I mean, you've probably worked with people too, where you're like, well, yeah, I got results, but I hated every minute of it. Like, <laughs> yes, that's that happened. was not a pleasant experience. Yes. Um, or people who you were like, yeah, I loved them, but I didn't really, didn't really make a difference in the bottom line. Like we need to have that sweet spot where mm-hmm. it's both you're getting great results for your customers. They're happy because they're winning, but also they just, it's the intangible things. They're like, I just love Monica because I just mm-hmm. love Amy because yeah. those things matter. Absolutely. And so if you, if you're wondering how in the world do I even begin to create a delightful experience for my customers when I don't have this kind of data, it's actually really easy to get. It starts with that, with questions, right? I yeah. you heard me say before, questions are the creative acts of intelligence. So one of the things have I that heard I've, you say that before, it's really good. Say it yeah. again. I feel like I have not heard you say that before. I do. I say that create questions are the creative acts of intelligence. Questions are the creative acts of intelligence. That's good because questions. I don't think I've heard that before. I think you've been holding that one in the back drawer of your brain. I've said it before. You can look back another podcast. So questions open up ingenuity, resourcefulness, intimacy, vulnerability, a lot of things that you you hardly have to lift a finger if you mm-hmm. ask the right question people will share and they will tell you what to do how to do it how often how infrequently etc cetera, etc cetera, if you're just willing to take the feedback so 
here's how you start creating a delightful experience for your customers. First, figure out what is it that they're paying for, mm -hmm. right? Now, that may not necessarily be the medicine. They're looking for a particular solution. What is that intangible solution? In other words, like peace of mind. That's, in, that's not quantifiable necessarily, but that's what they're really looking for when they pay for something, right? Um, or, or saving time, et cetera, et cetera. So what psychological or emotional need are you supplying with whatever solution it is or widget that you're offering, that you're, that you're um, being sell, sold, right? So how do you then insert that? Let's take peace of mind, for example. We'll, we'll take peace of mind and save time as two of the intangibles. How do you insert saving time? Make it easy for them to say yes, make it easy for them to ask questions, make it easy for them, to, like whatever questions they might have, whatever doubts uh, they might have, whatever um, inconveniences they might have to encounter, take those out of the journey altogether. Get an FAQ page on your website. Uh, give them the, you know, the what if scenarios. So when you get this in the in the mail, this is going to come in this way and in that way, and this is what you do with it, and this is how you start instructions, you know, FAQs, et cetera, et cetera, so that they're saving time and you give them peace of mind, like, oh, I've made the right choice. This person gets what I am going to be asking and, and what I'm going to be going through as I consume your product or as I go through your curriculum. Then the next thing is, once you have interaction with your customer, ask them questions directly about, uh, for example, in your coaching call, some of you are coaches, ask them in each session, don't just do it at the beginning or at the end, in each session, what are you walking away with from, from our session today that's been really, really valuable for you? Because those are the tidbits that you're going to use in your sales copy. Those are the tidbits that you're going to use in your sales conversations with future clients, et cetera. And it's, it also gives you an idea of, especially with your best customers, what are the things that they're looking for that they're valuing that I may not necessarily have inserted until they said it. So that's the third thing. And then the fourth thing is when you acknowledge, you, you can do a little experiment of your own, right? So five love languages are words of affirmation, gifts, physical touch, quality time, and acts of service. When you start putting those into your customer experience, see how people react. Mm -hmm. See, if I'm your customer and you give me uh, quality time, I'll be like, eh. But if you give me acts of service, I'll be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> who else can I bring to her? Right. Cause that's my primary love language. So when you can see those, uh, th that feedback, when you can see their reaction, when you can measure how people are receiving what you're giving them, then, you know, okay, this works, this doesn't work. Take this away, put this, put more of this, et cetera. And then that's where you keep iterating into your own brand. Yeah. You know, um, one thing that I find fascinating is the companies that put extra little effort, and sometimes it's very little, mm -hmm. make a big impression. Yes. Um, like, for example, uh, you know, we use Infusionsoft, and one time we had been on the phone with them for customer support for a long time mm -hmm. trying to resolve something. Mm -hmm. And they sent us in the mail this little tiny bat signal that said, we just want you to know we're here for you anytime we need you, anytime you need us. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like they just sent me, and I, I looked it up online. It, it was tiny. It cost, you know, five dollars five seven dollars something like that mm -hmm. but the fact that they sent it made a big difference and this is one thing that i think creates a loyal follower is when things don't go according to plan mm -hmm. how do you respond 
Yeah. When you mess up, because, you know, well, it's great to want to try to create the best context, pos context possible, mm -hmm. but what happens when you fall short? And we had this happen recently. We were just having this, it was this Monday, this Monday, we were having this conversation. So one of our programs, we enrolled three new people into this program and it's more the self-paced program, right? Last month, we enrolled three people into this $2,000 self-paced program. And not one of them had shown up for our, uh, our calls, you know, mm -hmm. like our, they weren't posting their questions. So I, on the meeting, I was like, okay, pull them all up. Let's see what's going on. And they're like, and my team's response was, well, they got the emails. Like they mm -hmm. got the emails. We did our part. And I was like, we, but we didn't do our part because what we agreed was to help them grow their business. And I promise you, we haven't done that yet. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what are we supposed to do? Like we sent them the emails, they're getting the invites. They've been invited to the group. Like we've done our part. And that was the big thing. And it was like, okay, but we haven't done our part because why they, I promise you the reason they spent $2,000 with us is because they want results in their business and that's not right. done. Right. So now let's go back to the drawing board. Obviously our onboarding process, even though it should work, it's not working. So what mm -hmm. do we need to tweak? What do we need to add in? How can we make this a more smooth experience? And so we actually assigned somebody to call them all this week mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. say, you know, we're so excited for you. How are you doing? Where are things at? Want to make sure that you can get in. And just, they were all on the call today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, Okay. See? So this is what, this is what it takes. And I think sometimes when, when it doesn't add up the way that we want it to, right? Like, I think that there's a tendency to make some really human mistakes, but one of them is to get defensive yeah. and to say, well, we did everything we we're supposed to do. You know, I think the other is to, um, try to hide any mistakes, you know, I, in fact, I think maybe I'm these, this is on my mind. Cause I've made two client mistakes this week and I haven't made a client mistake in a, like, it's probably been a year, <laughs> but this week there was two that came up. So there was another one where I did something and my client was not happy about it. And I looked at it, I took a step back and my first thought was to be like, to justify, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. And then I took a step back and I was like, well, let me see this from the client's point of view. Mm. I was like, no, I can absolutely see why they weren't happy about that. Yeah. And so instead of trying to justify the position, so I think sometimes we can deny. And then I think sometimes we try to like talk around it or mm. try to like make a way why it looks like we're right. Instead of just saying, so I, I honestly just sent this message and I said, you know what? I can absolutely see where you're coming from completely understand. I'm happy to make adjustments. Here's my idea for how to adjust. Does that work for you? Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, that's good. And I, and then I thought about it some more and I was like, and I think I could also do this and that would make it better too. And she was like, now that's great. Mm -hmm. And then I came back the third, third message. And I said, and it's really important to me that when I do make mistakes, which I don't do often, but that I take accountability and I make sure that we're good. So are we good? And she's like, yeah, we're good. And so those moments, and I, I don't, I, you know, I don't have them often with clients, but when that happens, that makes a huge difference to the client experience, mm -hmm. how you respond when you fall short, I think honestly makes as much of a difference as how you respond when everything's going right. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's just a general relationship rule, right? It's like, it's for all, especially customers, because um, as business world and as the world of commerce gets more cynical, 
as they get more educated and informed and self-directed as to uh, where to find the solutions that they're looking for, that level of transparency and that level of ownership is um, an amazing way to not only build trust and loyalty, but also to just let them know that they've made the right decision. Every time that you do that, even when you think, oh, admitting a mistake means that they that they maybe didn't choose the, the person equipped for the job or whatever, it actually has the opposite effect because, you know, making making errors is is a part of life, but owning it and then uh, riding the ship, as it were, and acknowledging it, that takes maturity and it takes a level of transparency that builds trust and loyalty. Yeah, so for that. sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything that you just love to do for your clients that is just like a little cherry on the top, makes them happy? Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if it makes them happy. It makes me happy. <laughs> Um, but they, but it's a very endearing thing because everybody that knows me knows that I suffer from an incurable condition called what, Amy? Musical Tourette's. Musical Tourette's. And so when you remember in high school, I don't know if you ever did this, but in high school, sometimes, um, when you had like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, the boyfriend would make like a mixtape for the girlfriend uh -huh. or vice versa. <laughs> Do you make a mixtapes? I do. I mix. I, mi <laughs> I do mixtapes, but instead of you know, now we are in the twenty first century, so now it's just playlists. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, and depending on the work that we're doing, it could be about mindset. It could be about wealth. It could be about um, the, you know, personal leadership or mastery, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it'll be a playlist that's specifically curated for them. That is customized. That's not a, something that I automate. It's like, no, this one's for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And because it makes me happy, it brings me joy. It's easy for me to do. My musical Tourette's library is ex inexhaustible. So there's much to pull from different genres and so forth. And, you know, people may discover their new favorite artist or new favorite song because of a playlist, et cetera, or the thing that takes them through rough, rough patches, right? Um, so that's something that I do for, for clients that they're like, I was not expecting that, but it totally makes sense because this is coming from the musical Tourette's lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I don't do you? anything nearly that cool now that I'm thinking <laughs> it through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, Thanks, Amy. So I will tell you that gifts is like lowest on my love language. And so that's always something that I'm like, oh, we should do that. But I, I struggle to do it because it's yeah. lowest on my love language. Yeah. Um, I probably would have to delegate that out for that to go well. Mm -hmm. um, but what my love language is high in is words of affirmation. Mm. And so my clients, I think one of the things that they love is that when I see, cause you know, when your clients are struggling, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. that I will um, send them a like really thoughtful words of affirmation recording mm -hmm. um, that they can play. And just, you know, so many times they're like, oh my gosh, I was really struggling. That just made my day. And so that's my thing is I watch, I watch how they're doing, you know, and, and like when I see the energy level going down or when I know that they've had a disappointment or which happens, you know, like when you work with somebody for six months to 12 months, I guarantee you, there will be something disappointing that happens during that time. That's just life. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, or when they have a win as well, like I'll celebrate with them by giving them like a personalized, um, voice recording. And so that's my thing is just being, being close to the, the heart space with them and, um, being available and responsive. That's fantastic. I really like that. I really like that. I, I, and to your point, gifts and words of affirmation are low on my totem pole, both of them. Mm -hmm. um, but 
the acts of service and if not physical touch because we're distant now but physical yeah. experiences like embodied experiences which is why yeah. i love music so much because it's like you know you could just turn that puppy up and start dancing i don't have to see you yeah you know, it's just <laughs> joy in your own cells you know yep um and so it's that's a good point that you make that just because it may not be high on my totem pole doesn't mean that it's not high on theirs and and to be mindful of that and then to make adjustments for that so i don't have to do it it could be something that my team does mm -hmm. absolutely good. good stuff all right so we are going to challenge you guys to go out there and create wow experiences for your clients make sure that you're figuring little things that you can do to enhance and delight and um make sure that they're successful make sure that you're creating an amazing experience and then do the little things that come on top of that like i i love I, I I couldn't make them a whole playlist, but I could pick a theme song for each of them. There you go. Right? And like send yeah. them their theme song. That would actually be super fun. Yeah. So figure out what your little things are that you're going to do and then tell us what they are. Mm -hmm. Connect with us on Facebook, connect with us on Instagram, and we would absolutely love to hear from you. And of course, join us in Clubhouse to join the live conversation because that's the space where we get to really interact. Um, give you some live coaching, live strategy, and just share ideas and create connections. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, everybody.